Perhaps one of the most asked questions among Christians is this. How do I know God's will for my life? Or another way to put it is what is God's will for my life? And this is a question that I have asked a lot of times at a lot of different moments in my life. When I was in high school, I felt God calling me to go to college. I knew that was kind of the next big step. But then as I began researching colleges, I learned that there were thousands of them. And so I began to ask God, God, which college do you want me to go to? What is your will for my life? And then when I got to college, I I began thinking about my major and what I was going to do vocationally. And I I thought, okay, God, I know that you were were calling me into ministry. I, I felt called when I was younger, but now... I'm older, is that still the path for me, or should I be a lawyer, or start a business, or, or what? God, show me your will for my life. And then even when I got to seminary, I knew God was calling me to serve the church, but, but I still asked that question. And I said, God, do you want me to be a pastor? Do you want me to be an associate pastor, a missionary, or what? This is a question I've asked many times throughout my life. And one of the things, I've said this before, that I used to add to my prayers at times, and this might seem a bit silly, but it was serious at the time, is God, would you just send a hot air balloon with a message on it so that I can know clearly exactly what you want me to do? Maybe one of those little flying tails behind it. And I believe that God can speak in in miraculous and odd ways through signs and wonders, but I'll just let you know this morning that, that, that the hot air balloons never came. I never got any messages written in the sky. Maybe you've prayed prayers like that before. God, would you show me your will for my life? This is a common question and a common prayer among Christians. And I think one reason it's very common, especially today, is because we live in a world with seemingly infinite choices now. I mean, if you think about it, it used to be that if you wanted to, to find somebody to marry, it's like you, you went to church, you went to work, and you went to the ice cream shop in the town square, and you hoped you met somebody in those places where now you can pull out your phone and you, have, uh, you, can, you can swipe people anywhere in the world and, and try to find matches. If you go on Indeed.com, you can see thousands of jobs if you're willing to relocate to different places. If you're a parent and you're trying to think, okay, what's... What's best for my kid? I mean, you can go on the blogs and you can find you should do this, you shouldn't do that. Do this, don't do that. I mean, so, so a lot of times we're overwhelmed with choices and so we want God's guidance. We ask this question, God, what's your will for my life? And I think another reason we ask it is, is simply because as Christians, a lot of us, we wanna take the next faithful step. We want to be good stewards of all the gifts God has given us and we wanna be faithful disciples of Jesus Christ. And so people, when they retire, they rightfully ask, they say, God, I have a lot more free time now. What do you want me to do? God, I'm in in this relationship. Where is it headed? What is your next step for us? Or just thinking about our world today and all the division and the unrest. I mean, as Christians, we're saying, God, how do you want us to respond? What is your will for us? This is is a question all of us have asked at some point in our lives. And if you've ever stressed about this question or wondered if you were on the right path or uh, you know, just had a lot of worry and anxiety like I have throughout the years, I wanna just give you a word of hope and a word of good news this morning. And that good news is that God has promised to guide us. 
God has promised to guide us. In this series that we're in called Unfailing, each week we're looking at a different promise of God. And, and this week's promise is God's promise that we don't have to do life on our own. We don't have to figure things out on our own. We're not left just, just to make our own way in the world. God wants to guide us and he's promised that he will guide us. And this promise comes to us probably most clearly in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. If you have your Bible, I want you to open up to it. Um, but I also have it here on the screen. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it for us. Here's what we find. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will direct your paths. This morning, we're going to kind of break down this verse together. But before we do that, I want to ask you to do something, maybe a little odd, maybe a little uncomfortable. I don't know where you're watching from right now. Maybe you're by yourself. Maybe you're in the grocery store doing your Sunday shopping. But, but would you read this out loud with me and just say it one more time? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will direct your paths. And, and I, love, I love this part right here. He will direct your paths. I love it because it kind of changes my, my image of what God's will for my life is. You see, for a long time, I had a lot of stress and worry about God's will because I, I felt like God's will for my life was this detailed blueprint in heaven, which had exactly everything that God wanted me to do in life. And so when I was younger, I always had this, this feeling that, that if I mess up right now, if I make one tiny wrong decision, then the whole blueprint is gonna be thrown out and it's gonna be pretty much worthless and I might as well just do life on my own. Because if you think about a blueprint, I mean, when it comes to blueprints, right? If you cut the wood too short at that stage of construction, well, then the rest of the blueprint is no good. And so you might as well throw it away. And so that's how I thought about God's will for my life. But, but coming to this verse and through, through other Bible reading and other understanding, what I've come to discover over the years is that, that following God's will for our lives is less like following a detailed blueprint. And it's more like following a GPS. Following a GPS where God is constantly seeking to direct our paths. And now if you have a GPS, then, then you kind of know how they work, right? You put in your destination and then the GPS tries to route you the most efficient way to get there, the way with less traffic, with less stress, the most direct route. A lot of times it tries to avoid police officers. Now it'll give you a little uh, alerts on there. And one of the things I love about a GPS is not only that, that, it, that it kind of guides my path, but I also love that, that if I ever get off path, sometimes Emily knows I'm not paying attention and, and I, I miss the turn. Well, the, the, the cool thing about a GPS is the GPS will, will redirect you. It will navigate you from where you currently are. Or if you say, you know what, I know a shortcut and it ends up being a terrible decision and it wasn't really a shortcut, the GPS will redirect you on the path you're called to go on. And in 1 Thessalonians, Paul tells us that God's ultimate destination for us, God's will for us, Paul says, is our sanctification. That is that we would be holy, loving God with all that we have and all that we are and loving others as ourselves. 
And God's will for our lives, our destination, is eternity with him and his people. And so the good news about this promise that, that God is going to guide us is that, is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what decisions you've made in life or how far you think you've strayed from God's path, God still wants to guide you. He isn't done with you yet. He wants to direct your paths. And when it comes to this, this, this verse and we look at this promise of God's promise to guide us, uh, this one's a little different than some of the others that we've looked at. Because this one, it actually, it has some, uh, you could call them conditions or prerequisites leading up to this promise that he will direct our paths. And, and this all begins right up top with these two lines where we read this, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust. God guiding us begins with trust. And trust, I mean, quite honestly, is something that is very difficult for many of us. It's very difficult for many of us because a lot of us have been hurt by other people in our lives. It's difficult because we live in a culture, I think one of our fundamental problems is a deficit of trust among different groups of people. And so we walk through the world actively not trusting People. And this actually creeps into our relationship with God as well. And so what that looks like is we pray to God. We say, God, I, I, want, I want you to guide me. God, I want to know your will. God, I want to know the next step. God, show me your next step. And then we kind of hedge and we say, show me your next step because we think then I'll decide whether I actually want to take that next step or not. Once I see where you want to lead me, then I'll decide if I actually trust you enough to go in that direction. That's a lot of times how we kind of seek wisdom from God, but that's not typically how God works. I love what Rob Renfro in his book, Unfailing, he, he, he puts it this way. He says, he says that um, if you want to know God's will so you can make it nothing more than one more alternative to consider, don't expect to hear from God. If you want to be guided by God, you must decide before you know God's plan that if he makes it known to you, then you will do his will. Or to put it more simply, once you decide to trust God and you surrender your life to him, really it's at that point that you'll begin to recognize the path that God wants you to go down. God typically doesn't show us the, the end and exactly where our lives are, are going to end up. I mean, that wouldn't actually require much trust on our part. Instead, God typically shows us the next step once we commit to trusting him. And while many people in this world, trust is very difficult, for God, I mean, he is someone we can trust because as we've talked about, God, he is with us. God is for us. God loves us. God is omniscient. He sees the big picture. And so ultimately, God, he knows what's best for us. But ultimately, God also wants what's best for us. And so being guided by God, it begins with trusting him. Trusting him with all of our hearts. But then it, it continues right here where, where it says this. Lean not on your own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding. Or, or a, a, another way to put this is be humble, right? Humble ourselves. 
At the beginning of the service, we read some, some passages from Psalm 25. But Psalm 25, verse 9, as the psalm continues, says this, God guides the humble in what is right, and he teaches them his way. And humility is, is simply a posture in which we come before God and we, we say to God, God, I, I don't have all the answers. God, I don't know exactly which way to go or the direction in my life. God, honestly, I don't really know what's best for myself. I need you. And it's a little different than pride because pride is saying to God, God, my understanding is best. And I might take, you know, your idea as one option among many and evaluate it, but ultimately I'm gonna do what I want for my life. And if you've ever been on a road trip with somebody and uh, they refuse to use a map or a GPS, you've seen, you've seen pride at play. You've seen how people say, you know, I don't need all that stuff. I know which way to go. And if you've ever been 100 miles off course after a few hours, then, then you know the effects that pride can have in one's life. And a lot of times in our relationship with God, we are prideful people. We say to him, God, I, I know you're, you're asking me to go this way, but actually I think this way is best. And, and I've made decisions like that throughout my life. I'm guessing you have as well. And one clarifying thing to think about might be this. Has you doing what you thought was best as opposed to what you felt God wanted you to do, has that ever led you to more peace, more joy, more hope, and more love in your life? Doing your way instead of God's way. My guess is it hasn't. If it has, let, let me know because I've never met anybody who leaned on their own understanding rather than God's understanding and found that the path they were going down was a path to life and a path to true prosperity with God. And, and so we find we need to trust. We, we need to humble ourselves. But then it continues and we, we see this. In all your ways, submit to him and he will direct your paths. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will direct your paths. Now, what does is, what is submitting to God mean? Submitting to God means not, not just uh, knowing things intellectually or even knowing where he wants us to go. Submitting to God also means obeying. Not just uh, knowing, but doing. And the clearest place that we see God's will for our lives is in God's word. The clearest place we can find God's will for us is in God's word to us. And now as a pastor, I'll be one of the first to admit that there are parts of scripture that, that are kind of confusing. They, they take time to, to study and to interpret and they can be complicated, right? I mean, I've been to seminary. Many others have spent years studying this book, but, but I'll say this. There are also many places in scripture where, where God has laid out his will quite clearly for us. I mean, in his word, we find that God wants us. His will for us is to follow Jesus and have him be the Lord and the leader of our lives. We find that God wants us to honor one another above ourselves. He says, don't be greedy. Forgive and love your enemies. Love your neighbors. Many places in God's word, 
His will is actually quite clear for us, but a lot of times we don't submit to it. We say, yeah, I I know what you're saying, but I I think I'm gonna go my own way anyway. I I have a friend uh, in a a pastoral setting many years ago. Somebody came to him and said, hey, you know, I I love my wife. She's a a great person, but I've actually met somebody else and uh, I'm thinking about leaving my wife and going and marrying her, we're, me and my wife, we're good, but I just think uh, this person is better. And the pastor was really confused that this person was coming in and asking, asking for wisdom, but uh, ultimately the pastor said, you know, God's will for you is, is, is pretty clear in this situation. It's, it's not that you would commit adultery, it's that you would be faithful in your marriage, but just like that person was doing that setting, a lot of times we, we try to do the same thing. God's will is quite clear for us in many things, right? He wants us to love. He wants us to serve. He wants us to lay down our lives and sacrifice for others. But a lot of times we, we don't really want to do it. And so we're seeking all of these, these other reasons. But, but here we find that in all of our ways, we're called to submit to him. And then he will direct our paths. And here's the thing, when we're following God's will and God's word, it will always lead us to life. It will always lead us to life and in the direction that he wants us to go. But you might be thinking, well, yeah, pastor, in a lot of cases, this this makes sense. Uh, You know, a lot of things are quite clear, but now uh, a lot of the modern decisions we're making aren't very clear from scripture, right? Scripture doesn't say whether I should start the business or not. Scripture doesn't say whether I should have my kids be online learners or in-person learners or go to private school. It doesn't say exactly who I should marry. And so when it comes to things like that, I mean, these are great questions because the Bible doesn't speak explicitly to those things. And so after we've trusted, after we've humbled ourselves and submitted to him in all the ways we know how, then there are some guiding principles that I wanna share with you in closing that will hopefully help guide you on your next steps and that God will use to show you the path he desires for you. And and, and the, the, the first thing I would say to begin with, if you're not sure exactly what's next in in these situations where God's word isn't clear for you, I would say seek wisdom. Seek wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. In James, we read that that if anyone lacks wisdom, they should ask God, and God is a giver of good gifts. He wants to give us wisdom. And God has promised that as believers, the Holy Spirit dwells inside of each of us, and the Holy Spirit desires to guide us. And so sometimes the Holy Spirit uh, guides us as we're seeking God and seeking wisdom by by putting uh, situations into our path, opportunities. Sometimes it's very clear through through signs and and miraculous type of things. But a lot of times I've found that actually one way that God gives us wisdom is through other wise people. A lot of times the Holy Spirit sends people into our lives so that we can talk with them and learn from them. And God uses others to help point us in the direction he's leading us. So I would encourage you first to seek wisdom. But if, you, if you've sought wisdom and, you, and you're, you're still not sure and you're feeling stuck, I, I would say, ask a different question. 
reframe your thinking because for me, I've often gotten stuck on this question. What is God's will for my life? How can I know God's will for my life? Well, if we, we look back to that word from Paul in 1 Thessalonians, God's will is our sanctification. His will is that we would love him and love other people with all that we have and all that we are. Then another way to ask this question is to say, which of the options before me will help me love God and love others more? Which of, of these choices is gonna lead me closer to God? And sometimes just changing it and that way can make it clear. I have a friend in finance and uh, he was having to make a big job decision, whether to stay in his current job or go to a new job that paid a ton more. And so he called up uh, me and some of my buddies. He, he was seeking wisdom. He'd been praying about it. He sought wisdom. And he said, look, you know, this new job is gonna be awesome. I mean, my family, we're good now. We're comfortable. I have a good life work balance, but this job is gonna put me on the trajectory I wanna be on. But you know, I'm gonna have to travel more. I'm not going to be available every Sunday. I'm going to be tra traveling a lot of weekends and, you know, I'm not going to have a ton of margin in my life. And as he was saying these things, it became quite clear to all of us who were listening, hey, it sounds like you're not going to be able to worship. You're not going to have much quality time with your family. You're not going to be able to grow in relationships and, and spend time with other people. And so perhaps uh, that's not where God is leading you. And ultimately he decided, you know what, the path of love, where I can love God and love others more, is, is to not take the job. And so asking a different question helped reframe it and helped give him clarity. The Holy Spirit spoke to him through that. But then finally, you know what? If you've sought wisdom, you, you've thought about it a little differently, I, I would say, if you're still not sure, go ahead and start to move. I came across a great quote this week I love. It says this, a moving ship is easier to navigate than a stuck one. A moving ship is easier to navigate than a stuck one. I love that simple truth uh, about a ship, but I also love that it applies to our spiritual lives. Sometimes we want to know the next big thing that we need to do when, when actually we need to just take the next small faithful step that we know how to do. And as we move, God guides us and he makes things more clear. Because you see, if you notice in the, this promise that we've been looking at, God doesn't say that you're always gonna have perfect clarity or perfect peace about the way you should go. He, he doesn't say, you know what, that you're gonna know the big picture and you can map it all out in your journal for your life. No, his promise is that he will guide us and he will direct our paths. And so at some point, we have to simply step out in faith and trust God. Trust that God is guiding us. Trust God's promises that he is for us, that he is with us, and that his grace is sufficient for us no matter where we go in life. And so this morning as we close, I wanna, I wanna invite you to do something. I wanna invite you to just close your eyes. And I wanna invite you to think about a situation in your life, maybe a decision that you have before you right now with your family or business or school, relationships. And I want you to bring that, that decision or this, this, this crossroads to God as we close in prayer this morning. God, we, 
we have a lot of different things to choose from in our lives. There are a lot of different ways we can go. And God, you know the things that are on our hearts and our minds this morning. And so God, we, we simply ask that you would help us to trust you more. God, help us be humble people who seek you and your face. God, give us courage to submit our lives to you. And God, no, no matter what decisions we're facing this morning, I pray that you would give us wisdom, that you would speak to us through your Holy Spirit, perhaps in the stillness of our hearts or through the mouths of other people or through situations that open up. God, give us wisdom, speak to us. Guide us down the path of life that you desire for us. And God, give us faith. Give us faith to trust you every step of our lives. We ask this in Jesus' holy name, amen.